Hello and welcome to Vampow TV, your weekly recap for Getting Swole. We are here to talk about <laughs> games, games, games. We have all been lifting and are pumped to pump. I think more I'm like, on the wrong podcast. More like lifting bottles of wine to yes, my face. It's true. I've been doing that. I've got the wine shit today. <laughs> oh no. We drank so much wine last night. Jesus Christ. I brought a you bottle. You were there. Yeah. I brought a I, bottle of wine to that dinner. fucking bottle? Yes, I did. Yes, you did. I brought a bottle of wine to dinner, and I went, hey, who wants to drink this with me? No one? Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> you just get one of those glasses that fits right on top of the bottle and yes. go to town. Yeah. yeah. Like, legit, I would have been down to share it with, but nobody else wanted to drink my very sweet wine. Oh, yeah. shucks. That's that's tough for you. I love those dinners because we always go through, like, eight bottles of wine. Yeah. Yes. And then there's port. It's great. Okay, well, on that note, let's talk about... Jessica Jones, because she's a drinker? She has been known to imbibe we don't a have time to start or two. There. Pretty, no, we have to start episode. about the news and how comic fandom is functionally the worst. Oh, the fucking worst. And uh, drove Ruby Rose off of her Twitter. Twitters. Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, because she's both somehow too gay and not gay, not gay enough, enough at the same time. It's She's quantum gay. Ooh. Schrodinger's gray. <laughs> you can't Schrodinger's know. Schrodinger's gay. <laughs> something, something, you can't know, something box. You can't Did know until you look in her box. I don't know. Ah! It sounds really weird. Title of your sex tape. Yeah. Tell me something. Look in her box. <laughs> no, it's 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 fucking bullshit. I read some horrible article about how Ruby Rose is the kind of gay that is palatable to middle America, and then I also read how a thing. she has an asymmetrical haircut. Her mm-hmm. hair is always wet. She only wears red lipstick, and she's covered in tattoos. I, I don't know. Uh, you know middle. Middle middle glow America. Can you just like no. figure your shit no. out? No. Look, this is some strong water I am pounding. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's hard water. Yeah. Anyway, yes, she's not gay enough, but she's also queer. So, like, what the fuck? Yeah. But also, it's hard. apparently, she it like it. It's not okay because she's not Jewish. Who like, gives a shit? Well, like, okay, a I, lot of Jewish characters are played by non-Jews. I know. I, I'm not Jewish, so I don't have any skin in this game, but I, I definitely understand, like, the same as, as queer people want queer people to play queer characters. Yeah. Probably Jewish people would love to see real Jewish That's people true. play Jewish characters. Fair. Um, but I feel like, I mean, and this is gonna be a kind of a hot take, but I feel like we have had a lot of Jewish, really, honestly Jewish people playing Jewish characters over the last, you know, 2000 years or whatever. And I feel like the same cannot be said for queer characters. Correct. So if you have both and you have to pick one or the other, go go for the one gay. that's less represented. Makes sense. Though it sucks. I don't. I don't want. It shouldn't be one or the other. No, I, I don't want it to be like this minority is better than the other minority. And I and I obviously. I, oh no! Oh no! What if I don't, there's I don't like want a, a Jewish straight actress who can do it, a white queer actress who can do it, and a like person of color. More career actress. What oh, just, do you pick? You just toss a knife in the middle and see what happens. Oh my god. That Ruby Rose still wins. Oh yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'm sad. I feel like they shouldn't have... And this isn't the first time um, we were talking about this. The girl who plays Rose and Daisy Ridley, they've all been driven off of social media by quote-unquote fans. Oh yeah. Well, You're not a fan if you have driven a person away from your fandom. Yeah. No. Greg like, Gustin just had to release. Oh, uh, she was telling me about that. Yeah. Not such garbage because he's hot as shit. Yeah, and like, okay, how dare the you? helmet on the new suit? It looks a little weird. Maybe see it in action. Maybe give some yeah, constructive give feedback, and you know, maybe they'll make some changes. But 
just oh my gosh! The, the minute you stop, you know, criticizing the suit and start criticizing the body in the suit is oh, when you yeah. have crossed the fucking. There was some weird line. body shaming too. Yeah, so that's what Grant had to post on his Instagram about how you know it's it's really not cool for you to you know talk shit about how my body looks i work really hard to try to make myself look like a superhero this is just always the body i've had mm-hmm. i always have to eat more to keep weight on mm-hmm. which i get you know i understand and it's really shitty that people think that they have the right to talk shit about the way somebody else's body looks yeah that's never okay so more of the story fans uh don't be a dick right super simple rule number one of the internet don't be a dick. Can I say something horrible? What? Thinking about it now, it's kind of refreshing this is happening to a man. Oh, I mean, it is, I guess, nice that like, it's, it's not happening great. to somebody It's not that's great. not a lady. But, but, like, how often does this actually happen to men? Well, I feel like men get it in a different kind of way. Like, they talk about how they're not buff enough. You know, that there's... St- but no one's been dragged for it. Not like this. Not like a woman would be dragged. Not like a woman like, would be dragged. Like, do you know what Gal Gadot had to go through before she went to superhero boot camp? Yeah. Like, not even Grant Gustin has to do that. Like, this, is, I think, is the worst I've heard in a while of a man being dragged for his body. Yeah. So, like, it's a terrible thing. But also, like... It is pretty terrible. Yeah. It is. But also, like, I mean, it's been 2,000 years for us. I, I will politely disagree. That's I, fine. I'd rather just no one was shitty no, to people. No, obviously I'd rather no one was shitty. But I'm glad it wasn't Iris. Sure. Well, I mean, I, I mean she gets shit on for the first fucking time. She's not the one being dragged. Things. Yeah. It's yeah, it sucks all around. I wish people were less <laughs> garbage. Correct. Yeah. Or at least be able to distance between the actor behind the suit and mm-hmm. the character they're yeah. grouchy about. Yeah, because it's one thing to say, you know, I don't like the way that Barry was in this episode, or I didn't like the way that Iris, you know, treated Caitlin in this episode. But to go online and say that something, something, bitch, something, something is yeah. just, it's just never okay. And people need to fucking, I don't know, work their shit out. Go to therapy. I do like that actors are pushing back more now, though. Be- but mm-hmm. may- I don't know, maybe it's something just on the flash, because both uh, Grant Gustin and the lady who plays Iris have pushed back pretty scathingly with like hey you're being really shitty toward me as a person you need to go eat a butt it's great i think more people should do it i think that actors and actresses should care a little bit less about people liking them all the time i mean the problem when your entire career though is your image but there's a lot of people who have made it and been able to keep that firm line i think it's hard to do but i'm glad to see more and more people are doing (laughs) yeah and i think as more people do it more people will become comfortable doing it and we'll get a kind of good ball rolling with that yeah it's tough it's like um um at one of the first like supernatural conventions that took place in season one jensen ackles was physically assaulted by a fan and didn't she like fly down some stairs at him or something she jumped off a staircase and landed on him what the shit and now that's why they travel with bodyguards now wow yeah like each one of them has a six-pack of ginormous bodyguards supernatural fans make me uncomfortable they seriously they make everyone uncomfortable (laughs) and it's one of the worst fandoms. It oh, and I speak as somebody who was a part of that fandom for a Same. good long while. They are toxic. Yeah. But also but like I feel like probably if you were Jensen, you would have you would have said, "Could I maybe not do this anymore? I would like to not." 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And probably they said, no, it's in your contract. You must go. Yeah. So now he, in, so now he never does a con without Jared. Jared will do one Actually, without yeah, him. Jared will go without Jensen, but Jensen never goes without Jared. And Jensen always has at least one bodyguard. Okay. They mm-hmm. actually shared a bodyguard for a while. Cliff. Yeah. Who was also, who their, was driver. also their driver. That's cool. See, we were in that fan. <laughs> I also think that's really cute that Jared is like down to always go with Jensen when Jensen goes. Because mm-hmm. they're yeah. BFFs. Yeah. Which is good, because after, like, 14 years, it'd be a real hassle if you were. Well, also, I think Jensen's a lot shyer. He has the same problem like Chris Evans does, where he's got a little bit of anxiety. He Mm -hmm. doesn't really like crowds. And especially after that, it got worse. Right? Jared Jared is just a giant, excitable moose, and he loves all that shit. So it's really easy for them, because Jared usually takes the spotlight, and Jensen kind of gets to just, like, be there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's easier for somebody who's, like, a more character actor, like, um... Oh, our, 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 the dude we love who plays Crowley. What's that actor's name? Oh, um, shit. But yes, Crowley. Yes. Um, I always want to call him Tim Horton. I'm it's like, not Tim Horton. No, it's that's, not Tim that's, Horton. That's he is Canadian, chain. but it's not. No. Uh, but he he will take no shit from fans. It's great. Like at a panel, he will say that was not a good question, or he will like oh, shoot wow. questions yeah. down. He will like shoot them down or be mean, and then skip that person and go to the next. Like he, but is he very gets firm. away with that because yeah. he's not the lead. I yeah. feel like if Jared or Jensen tried to do that, the fe- the backlash would be. Insane. Mm-hmm. But uh, that Mark dude, Shepard. Mark Shepard. Mark Shepard. Mark Shepard gets away with it because he's a character actor and he has been on literally every show every. since the yeah. beginning of time. <laughs> and that's part of his charm. Yeah. Okay. So on that note. Anyway. Uh, fandom 101 with Monica and B. Ew. I'm in fandoms. Honey. Plus, bro, you want to talk about toxic fandoms? Come play League of Legends sometime. No, thank you. Like, once people are wishing you would die from butt cancer, like... It it's not great. Step one, mute everyone. Well, that's pretty much any video game, yeah. really. That's yeah. so tough, though, because I feel like part of the reason why you would want to play a game where you can talk to people is, is to, to talk, talk to, to people. Oh, well, yeah. And so to to have to to have to cut part of that out because the fandom is garbage. That really sucks. It does. That's a bummer. But that's why you just bully your friends into playing it with you, and then you just do private chat channels yeah. with just them. Kurt does things now where he rolls with certain groups of people, and then every mm-hmm. once in a while they'll pick up a newbie. And the group is so comfortable with each other, and they so don't need this person necessarily, that Kurt has actually started, like, calling people out when they're being gross. And so, like, the group will, like, decide that person just doesn't play Mm -hmm. with them again. And so then they he has this really great, like, two or three groups of people that he knows are good people. Yeah. You can always go online and just be like, oh, hey, you know, I know this guy's chill to play with. Yeah. That's cool. He and this lady in Idaho got on this guy for being a misogynist, apparently. Nice. It's, like, his favorite story. That's funny. All right, we should. Okay, we can so let's start talk about, about shows uh, now. What? Luke Cage episode six. We'll we'll make all these quick because we have uh, run pretty long with the fandom. So <laughs> we'll just cut that as an, <laughs> an extra episode. I, I think that's an important conversation to have, uh, just especially with the back to back of um, Grant Gustin and Ruby Rose yeah. like, in the same week. Yeah, <clears throat> so don't be that way. We'll just uh, these will all be six point three minutes. How do you explain to a person? It's it's for you, but it's not for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we need to enjoy this together. You yeah. can't like we make it for you as a fan, there, but it's not for you specifically, John. There's a sense of entitlement yeah. that some fans get because I love this thing. I, I should, own it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not right. That's not that's not that's not right. No. I love this thing, and I will wait patiently for more of it. It's always so weird too. Like I don't know. I, I go on a lot of <coughs> superhero forums and read about stuff and the vitriol people have for 
the way a a director has taken something. And, you know, I get it. Like, hey, I don't like what you did in this arc. Or I just, I don't like how this show is going. Mm -hmm. Just stop fucking watching. Yeah. Like, it's that easy. Don't participate. Or watch it and complain to your buddies and stuff. But don't go online and start raging out about things. It. uh, There's, like, so many of us. Like, we were just talking about, uh, like, five, ten years even now. But, like, a a long time ago... a lot of fan fiction authors would like stop writing stories because they'd post a chapter and it would be like, Oh, this is so good. When's the next one? And then mm-hmm. like harass them about when is the next chapter? And it's like, Hey, butt face, that's none of your business. I'll post it when it's ready. Get off my ass. I do this for free. Yeah. Yeah. There, there have been writers who I adore who have been literally chased off their own web pages because their own, the fans of a fan gets so toxic and crazy that they're like you know what no peace out yeah, yeah. which is too bad because then you're just driving away that. talent yeah anyway luke cage episode six uh the basement i don't know it's what it's really called what it's called yeah i'm, right. I'm not sure why now i'm trying to think really, through this episode a, yeah they were in that movie theater but it wasn't a basement yeah weird oh well uh okay so so i have my problem again okay where like what was your problem? I forget what your problem I was. I forget that Shades is straight up a bad guy. Oh, yeah. Because he, the way in which he loves Mariah is the way in which I want to be loved. Yeah, just with... So it's like, with a little less 20% murder. 20% less murder. Like, well, Not even- like f- 5 to 10% less murder. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like, that is the kind of person that I would want to love me. Because, like, he supports her and he believes in her and he'll do anything for her. And, like, he listens when she talks and he values her. And, like, he'll fucking fight anybody for her. And, like... He's ride or die. Right. He's ride or die. And mm-hmm. I don't need that. I don't need you to fight people for me. But the idea that you would is yeah, really is nice. nice. And so, like, I had another moment watching this episode where I just went, oh, I love him so much. And then I went, oh, he's, like, so much a bad guy. <laughs> That's, like, really <laughs> tough. true. <laughs> also, that, that actor is, is very hot. He's so hot. I... He makes me want to watch Sons of Anarchy. I know. Do I started that stupid show because of Chris Hunnam, Charlie, Charlie Hunnam, and that fucking guy? Oh, I forgot he was in that. It's That's cool. Not a great show. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's like a it's like a when you're working out show. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Anyway, this was um, it was like weirdly it had parts that were really good, but a lot of this episode I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, it, it, it felt like a bridge episode. Yeah. Yes, um, where we're basically watching the foundation of heroes for hire being laid which mm-hmm. i did they said heroes for hire they did and i I, I peed myself a little bit well so and i also really <laughs> liked that they hide out in this abandoned movie theater and in the most recent iteration when it was luke cage and the mighty avengers uh he and his crew were hiding out were like based their new operation out of an abandoned movie theater oh that's cool so it was when i really like in the the most recent luke cage he doesn't even like it used to be that he wore like a t-shirt and jeans but now he wears like a full suit and i love it he looks Mm -hmm. so sharp yeah i it's like a vest or a full suit because yeah sometimes it's just a vest vest over a a button down like a yellow button down Mm -hmm. yeah but with slacks yeah, and he looks I such a, he's such a professional. He's like the well, face. He's a dad now. Yes. Yeah, it's great. Oh, um, okay. So we get a lot of him uh, talking with Piranha about mm-hmm. their dads, and then he actually goes and approaches his dad. Which can, can, I'm like so eh. tired of everyone going talk to your. Dad. You don't know this yeah, guy. You fu- don't know my like, relationship. Go fuck yourself. I'm sure because it's TV, it's going to end up fine. Somehow. I was actually really mad how easy it ended up being. 
Oh, I'm sure his dad still has an angle with this. I don't. No, trust I know. Him. I agree, but it was just like it seemed really simple. Like the dad was, didn't get in his face, and they get into a fight at all. And well, I was because, like, "What the fuck?" Because in this case, Luke came to him, oh, so he knows he doesn't. Him. Yeah, That's he doesn't true. have to push right now. He's got that hook in him. Much. So, well, yeah, because Luke asked him for a favor. Yeah, and yeah. you know that doesn't come without strings. No. Also, when Piranha was talking about his dumb dad or whatever, I literally I rolled my eyes so hard I almost fell off the couch because I was like, if I have to hear one more sob story from some dude with a vaguely shitty dad, just like that, then became a bad dude. Like he's a bad guy because his dad was abandoned him. Like get over it, man. <laughs> come on. Well, it sort of vaguely reminded me of there's a scene in I think it's the first season of The Good Place where we meet real Eleanor for the first time and she's telling that story about like her life story and Eleanor's like well you know I had it really hard my parents got divorced and you know it really affected me and she's like I got left in a bag outside a church and then my adopted parents were great but then they died and then, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's just like yeah. so much worse Yeah, and, it's like that oh yeah. your dad left and you grew up with that one cool a lot of people do that and they don't become criminal masterminds like go to college I mean it's fine but I really like Piranha, though. I do. I hate. I hate, I hate him. <laughs> Every time he opens delight. his mouth, I just want to punch him in the oh, throat. Oh, he, he's such a sleazeball, but I don't yes. know. He makes me happy. He's like he's so slimy that I'm sure if I punched him in the face, my knuckles would just slide right off. Yeah, him. that's his protection. <laughs> um, sweat like a bog. But you're welcome. So on the B side, uh, we've got um, Dillard in the in the clink um, after some heads were chopped. And she's like, no, I don't want to cooperate with you. And she leaves, which is weird. And then Misty goes and talks to her captain and is like, hey, I was going to plant this evidence. But the, I, you know, the one thing I did not like about this was she said to her captain, I was going to plant the evidence and only didn't because I found Cockroach's headless body. But she was, she had already put that thing back in her pocket yeah, when she, she turned around. She made the decision. Yeah. So I feel she was selling herself short. Um, I like that her captain lieutenant... Captain. Captainant, uh, captain was like, "Hey, you know, we can work I don't with this." Care. Yeah, yeah, like you did the right thing, and you're confessing. <clears throat> yeah, and then she quits because she's dumb. But now she's going to go work for Heroes, Heroes for Hire. For yes, hire. and everyone's going to be best friends. I can't wait. I need. I just need Danny to show up because, like, a lot of Do people. You need yeah, that? because a lot of people have said Iron Fist in this Luke Cage is what Iron Fist should have been across everything. Like he's actually. Feels, feels like character. Danny. Yeah. You mean so in I'm, Defenders? He hasn't been on Luke Cage yet. No, I think he's gonna. Well, no. He's gonna. Oh, oh, you got spoiled. Oh, yeah. Danny sorry. shows oh. up. Yeah, by the way, he's, That's he's fine. gonna show I, up. That's fine. I yeah. don't care. I figured one of them would. Yeah, yeah. And if like, it can't be Jessica. And I think that's probably good for Danny Rand. Like, drop his stupid show. Which is dumb and nobody wants. Just hang out with Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's happy. Yeah. Uh, And then... Luke calls Bushmaster and is like, yo, let's go rumble on a bridge. He's winning. Bushmaster cheats, kicks him off the bridge. Now he's paralyzed in the river. No one saw that coming. Definitely I he's going to drown. No, the minute they climb, they, they both come onto that bridge from opposite ends and they do that big crane shot around the bridge and I went, somebody's going off the side oh, of that yeah. fucking bridge. Oh, yeah. This is fucking Chekhov's bridge. <laughs> yeah, you don't <laughs> establish how high that, that is without someone diving off. <laughs> Kenneth, you forgot the C-plot. Uh... Uh. It involves emotions and relationships, so I'm not surprised you missed it. That seems right. Who? Mariah's being weird about trust and love. 
And it, we find out it's because the captain knows shit that only Shades and Mariah know. Except oh. we also find out that Shades tells fucking Chi everything. everything. Yeah. And Chi is fucking an informant for the cops. Yeah, that's also not so, great. hang on. Let okay. me get through C and you can talk about D. Okay. <laughs> um, oh my god. So Mariah asks Shades outright, does anybody else know about these two things? Because she knows for a fact it was just her and Mariah her and Shades and what's his nose? Um Cornell, who were in the there. And mm-hmm. Shades, like a fucking idiot, goes, no, just me. Instead of going, oh, I tell Chi everything. Mm-hmm. So now there's going to be a schism in their relationship. And I'm so fucking tore up about it because I love them together so much. Well, I'm pretty sure Mariah is just going to have to beat another dude to death with a mic stand. And then he'll fall in love with her again. Yeah. That, <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be. Oh, no, no, no. She's going to be- beat Shades to death. No. No, just to Their win him back. Here. To win him back. But. I would say we finally found out the reason that Chi has had a bug up his ass about Mariah this since whole minute time. one. Minute because one. I was always confused about that. Yeah, he was so bristly so and angry. Uh-huh. It's because he's fucking in love with Shades. Wait, what? Did when I- they were in prison together, when they were in the barbershop back to back and uh-huh. they were talking about yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were it talking around said, it. Yes, it was not said explicitly, but it was heavily implied that in order to not go crazy in prison, you do some stuff. And that stuff is gay stuff. Mm -hmm. And Shades goes, but we're out now. And what happens in prison stays in prison, basically. And Chi goes, um, I am no different from when I was inside versus when I'm outside. I apparently was not paying attention. And then Shades kind of takes a beat and goes, I am different from what I was inside versus outside. Mm -hmm. And I love Mariah. Like, he doesn't say this. He doesn't say anything about Mariah, but The summary is... He is not of a gay persuasion. Mm-hmm. And Chi's summary is, I am not only of a gay persuasion, I love you. That is my persuasion. Okay. So that's what What's... we find out, is mm-hmm. that Chi has been in love with him and is pissy about Mariah because he's jealous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Which yeah. is, like, so great. Yeah, so we're sitting there, and they're, they're just, they're talking a lot, but they're really like, saying nothing. And then they were like, oh, what we do in prison, you do it to make sure you don't go crazy. And I was like, oh, so they just, like, killed a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, that's why he's so mad. I went, oh, not murder stuff, sex stuff. Mm-hmm. Sexy it. time stuff. Sexy time stuff. I mean, how do you not? Shades is real hot. Shades is so hot. It's true. Anyway, that's the D side. That. Nice. Uh, get it? I don't. I don't get it. Oh. Okay. Because they want the D. Oh, okay. I like that she also wants up on shades D. Yes. It's it's the sunglasses. They hot. You ever, you ever it's do the three piece fucking? Shades. You ever do that thing where you see a guy and he's wearing sunglasses and you go, "Ooh, that guy real hot," and then you get up close and he takes the sunglasses and off like, and he's oh, not. No. Oh, so not hot. <laughs> it used to happen to me all the time. Womp womp. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Okay. Uh, Jessica Jones, episode 11, a.k.a. Three Lives and Counting. This episode fucked me up. Man, yeah. So welcome back, Kilgrave. That's um, cool. I forgot about her first kill, because I don't believe it's her kill. He's like, that's three now. And I turn to her, I go, who was the second one? And I'm like, no, it was the first one. That was Luke's wife. Luke's wife. Which I forgot. Because, I mean, she was the weapon, but she didn't pull the trigger. Yeah. No. That's like... That's, I don't count that. That's like no. half a kill at most. No, it's like I don't, I don't, I don't count any of the Winter Soldier's kills against no. Bucky. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'll never let anyone take the purple man's kill from her. She should fucking have that put in a plaque and hung up on a oh, wall. Oh yeah. Like, and this guy either. This guy also fucking sucked. He's a psychopath. Well, no, I'd say she she killed that one, but it was an accident. Yes, it she was didn't not mean on purpose. 
You know, she when Though, she when she killed Kilgrave, that was a yeah, decision. She made mm-hmm. that call. What I found both interesting and fucking infuriating is that the next day all the other guards are talking about how he was a psycho and it makes sense that he'd throw himself off a building and it makes sense that he would do all this shit and i'm like all of you are fucking complicit yes in every single torture and death this guy has had a fucking hand in because you all knew he was like that and you did nothing mm-hmm. about it Fuck. oh yeah they, of course they knew they could not know no, it's such, they such watch cl- him they watch him treat these people this way yeah yeah even our new friendly guard, she knew he was a fucking psycho. Yeah. They're all collaborators. Maybe not coll- They're complicit. They're complicit. Anyway, I was really mad about that, apparently. Because, uh, yeah. Because I think I think the reason why some of that stuff hits so close to home and makes us so angry is because it's real. Yeah. And that kind of shit happens. Well, especially, like, the people who are put... People who are like that, psychopathic and torturous and sad- sadistic who then find jobs where they're in charge of people who yeah. are somehow perceived less than mm-hmm. in a way or are actually weaker than them. That is just yeah, it becomes a big old problem. Fucked up. Well, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause if you, uh, I'm going to go back to my, my core uh, demographic here and talk about serial killers. Mm-hmm. But when you look at people who are, who are found to be multiple murderers, a lot of times they have tried to join the military or the police corps and they either last less than a year or they are immediately turned away mm-hmm. because they're like, yeah, I want to, I want to have a gun and I want to be in charge of people. And they're like, Oh no, Oh no, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. we don't need you. But the, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the prison industrial complex is less Not, discerning. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hot take for me. I don't know if that's accurate, but it feels accurate. It feels, I think, especially in the private sector. I don't know about federally because our friend Janae is a prison guard. And I think mm-hmm. she had to work really hard to get into the program. That might also be because she's a lady. But I know she had to work hard to get in. Yeah. So I'm sure it's the per- the private side is really like, we don't give a shit. And then you spend enough time in the private side, you have mm-hmm. a resume that looks good for everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also going to stand and take a stand here and say that private prisons uh, are, are wrong and bad, and we should not have them. We should oh, shut all of them. Yeah, out. we should not, because then they go forward and you know, push legislation to get more people in prison. Or bribe judges. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. it's all bad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway. this. Um, I we knew he was coming. Yeah, that was a widely known spoiler. Um, I think we all figured this was how he was coming because that dude's dead. Because he's dead. But this was interesting though. I I hated it, Abby. But like, also, it's her own brain. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of fun because you got like the non-rapey, creepy side of him being just like a flippant asshole. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you get to enjoy that part without like the other. And it's it's tough for me too because I fucking love David Tennant. I know he's so good. Yeah, he just kills it in this. He's such a creep. No, when she's sitting there having her internal monologue and it's just her own voice saying things and then it slowly changes and the lights behind her get purple yeah. and then it's a man's voice You're and like, I'm oh, like, oh, oh no. no. Yeah, we had to go back and watch it again. Uh, we hate ourselves. But it also felt really accurate to me that when when you're low and the voice in your head that's always pretty mean to you gets real mean and nasty. And louder. That it would be the person you hate the most mm-hmm. that says the things that about yourself that you hate the most. Yeah, that made perfect sense to me. And I also really like that when she she gets back to the apartment after she's cleaned up 
and she's throwing that guy off the building. And she tries to drink, and she takes, like, two big gulps from the bottle, but she, then she almost immediately she looks like she's going to vomit. Yes! I was like, oh, no. Because, like, this might actually not be, a- be what you need right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, basically, she accidentally kills a dude, uh, frames him as a suicide. Her mom gets a new guard who's kind of nice, lets her watch the TV a bit. They, they have a rapport. This guard was nice in a way where she wasn't surrendering surrendering any of her authority mm-hmm. to be nice she still made it very clear that she is the one who is in charge her rules and the rules of the prison must be followed but she did tiny little acts of kindness mm-hmm. which i think if if more fucking prison guards were like that that would probably be good but that moment when she's covering up most of the tv yeah but and here's then and then just scoots really back. simply just scoots back enough yeah mm-hmm. like it's shit like that that means she's a good person yeah i mean Obviously, okay, people who are in jail have pro like not always, but if we if we just say for this for the state of this this sentence that I'm about to say, that if you the people who are in jail on death row or whatever have done bad things to get there. Yeah. And but even then, they're still human beings and we can treat them with a base level of respect and dignity. Yeah, because how we treat our prisoners reflects on us as a society. I think I would yeah. retract the death row status and just like people who are in like Federal maximum security prisons. Yes. Or even, like, not maximum, minimum security prisons. But if you're in a prison because of a thing that you did, you obviously probably, I mean, hopefully are there for, because you did it. Um, but that doesn't mean that you get to be treated like shit. Well, yeah, especially because anything less than a total life sentence, the purported reason for prison is rehabilitation. Yes! And we're to supposed you- to be... We're supposed to and be- when, right, and when you when you take away everything that makes them human, and then expect them to be able to go out into the world and not, yeah, they like, come back out. Technology's changed twenty yeah. years. No one will you hire didn't them. Educate because, them. Yeah, they're an ex-con, so they can't get a fucking job. And you broke them down into nothing and didn't build them back up into something. Yeah, yeah. You you they they're they have no job history. No place will hire them. No place will rent to them. They can't like some some people can't even live in certain districts. So of course they're gonna. What's the verb for Recid- recidivism? Recidivate? Rec- I don't know. Go They're, back to the life of crime. I like yes. recidivate. They will recidivate. Recidivate? Yeah. It's it's completely fucking understandable. Yeah. But also, like, I think that all that stuff is going to stay true until we revamp the way in which we handle ex-cons. Yeah. But if you start with treating them with a modicum of kindness once a day, I think it helps them remember that they're human and remember they have a society that they have to fold themselves back into Mm -hmm. and that maybe they won't lose the things that'll help them stay positive you know you're in a place for long enough it's all the good things inside of you're gonna get burned out yeah because yeah like like kenneth said the whole point of prison is supposed to be to take people out of society to help them figure out ways to not do what they did again and then put them back into society where they can be a functioning member. Are we sure prisons know that? Are we you sure know, they, they I, aware I don't that? think they got that message, unfortunately. Like, did they ever well, know that? Because, like, debtors' prisons was, like, oh, crazy God. pants. Because, you know, at that point, if we're... I mean, I know, but, like, I'm saying, like, yeah, old bail's school debtors' prisons. Yeah, bail's a big old prisons. fucking problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let's not even get into that. Anyway. Anyway, but, this yeah. podcast has been brought to you by uh, We're Upset with Politics. <laughs> <laughs> Real life. Here today. Okay, let's uh, let's quickly wrap up Jessica Jones. Uh... Long story short, Trish, you know, found the doctor. Malcolm's in the trunk. She wants to, end of the day, she wants to get superpowers. Yes. Uh, and we'll By stop at almost nothing to do that. everyone and everything yeah, she I'm, values. I, I feel like this great. season's doing Trish dirty. 
yes, the yes. only good thing that may come out of this is hopefully she does at least get superpowers well, from this. They they put a cat fucking virus in her, so yeah, I'm thinking she's gonna get cat like yeah, powers. Maybe, you know, maybe cough, cough, hell, cat yeah, cough. So cough, weird. We may never know. <laughs> um, Jess tracks well tracks them down. Using some really cool detective work. Yeah. That was pretty smart. Yeah, I dug it. And then uh, she and Malcolm confront Trish. Trish is like, fuck you guys, I'm out. She and Malcolm get in a fight. He's like, fuck you, I'm out. She's like, man, this is why I don't have friends. They're all a hassle. I know, we were hoping so much this sh- this season would be about her learning how to trust people. I, I feel she is a two steps forward, a step and three quarters steps back. back. No, she, she's slowly making yeah. work on it. She is. But she hasn't driven away everyone. Yeah, she's Malcolm's going to be so mad when he gets home and his front door is kicked in. Oh, I... <laughs> didn't even think about that man no i think he's just gonna be like god damn it jessica yeah. and then this, just put a chair right. in front of it yeah um so trish trish and the doctor go get some of his old equipment go to one of the apparently five million abandoned hospitals that every city has no they went back to igh oh they did yeah, yeah. man i was not paying attention hallway i need you to stop painting miniatures and actually watch I, your homework i can't right. i can't Good i can't boy. stop won't stop um she gets stabbed by five million needles. It was crazy. That reminded me of the, sc- the scratch tests that I would get when I had my allergy tests. Yeah, except they were in her. Yes. Really far. Scratch Blah. test is, is that. It's just a scratch. Yeah. <laughs> they don't puncture your lung, causing you to aspirate blood. Blah. Those went too far in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> too far in. Too far. And I think the the the, the, the wiggling seizure probably didn't help. also yeah. probably didn't help. No, that's not good. So, uh, Jess... Just gets there just in time, pops those needles out of Trish. The doctor's like, man, I've done too many bad things. Now I must kill myself. What a punk. Who knows why? Because he's a little wiener. Uh, And blows up the facility. You'd think he could at least wait five minutes for Jess to completely leave the yeah, radius like, before he blew it up. Hey, just, you know, carry your friend out at a walk instead of you must run now before I blow this up. Kind of weird, but here we are. Um, and then it's on the news, and since the guard is super friendly and left room for the TV, uh, her mom sees it. I know, and the minute and that happens, I'm like, bad. she's going to kill that guard. Oh, yeah. Uh, she, I hope the guard is just injured. Yes, because you you nah, know that, she's that dead. She, doesn't act, she didn't actually want to hurt her, mm-hmm. but she can't control herself. Yeah. So she she just, she freaked out. Yeah. It was all, It was also reminding me of the fact that they have all these procedures and all these guards with guns and and crazy handcuffs, and she's really only there because she's letting herself be there. Yeah, she she could have busted out at any moment. Yeah, which is terrifying. Really. Yes. So that's cool. And uh, okay, over to I would say, and we we finished. Uh-huh. Trish is in a in a coma. Yeah, she may or may not live. Yeah, I I think she'll be. Okay. Trish is in a coma, and everyone's in a fight. Yeah, Ed Bomb has escaped prison. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, but Jessica did have a really nice moment where she told off the kill grave inside her head mm-hmm. and basically told him, I'm stronger than you. And which then, was lovely. Which was great. What a good moment. And I do like where he was like, okay, I'll I'll come back when you need me or whatever he said. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that feels right. It is her brain after all. Oh, no, that yeah. feels like like the voice of depression when you're yeah. like, you, you have like a really Nailed good- Nailed it. Yeah. I'll see you again later, kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had such a good day. You can you can suck it, voice of depression. Cool. I'll be in the background, yeah. fading away. I'll be back though. Just wait until Thursday. I've got no! an appointment. No! <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Earp o'clock. More more dolls fall out. Oh, Everyone's man. sad. And apparently, 
we learn that honestly the big takeaway from this episode is uh peacemaker actually uses real bullets which i thought it did it i thought it just fired I thought magic it just, bullets like loaded itself with yeah. magic bullets really weird that was a surprise yes but uh, i think they're fucking around with canon because they needed to yeah well i, I think we're they they needed a a way to really show that without dolls there their entire support system is kind of falling yes, apart. They run the only bar in I know. a shithole town. It's real weird. It doesn't make any sense. They don't have any fucking okay, money. You think about it though, like that bar gets wrecked every third episode. This is a town where no one would care about that. I tell you what, like I'm from a tiny town. It's probably smaller than Purgatory. Well, we, it's not a competition, bro. No. <laughs> um, but if it was, she's winning, okay? There's there there is a bar three doors down from the library, and it has been in the same owners ownership for since before I was born, wow. that bar is never going under, uh-huh. and it is a piece of shit. And I bet you they make money. Yeah. So I'm like, they are mishandling that bar, probably because what uh, Wynone is in there every day drinking up all their profits. Oh, I know, right? That's true. Also, they don't seem to have any wait staff anymore. Yeah, I think it's now just, since since Rosita ran just off. Doc. Well, and Wave really doesn't work there anymore. Yeah, it's a little weird. Anyway, uh, Doc needs to hire some more waitstaff and then not sleep with them. I just don't see that Let's happening. Let's not go crazy now, <laughs> Yeah, right? come, on. come on. Don't be ridiculous. Okay, so yeah, we're, we're introduced to Robin. Uh, he's a park ranger. He comes across this tree that's bleeding and is like, hey, this is super weird. I'm, I'm going to go to the sheriff. And then he and what's-his-face hit it off, and it's so nice. Jeremy, wow. Jeremy. I don't know how I don't remember names. It's weird. I think you were dropped on your head as a driver. I was, actually. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Aunt Christine. That was great. <laughs> Awesome. She didn't know you'd be in charge of a podcast and have to remember names. I know, right? Here we are. How could she have seen that coming? Just a few years later. and How, it's all how old do you think you are? Uh, like between 7 and 40. Honestly, I mean, we may never know. That's correct. So yeah. it, that is right. I am not wrong. I don't know if 7 is the age I would have. <laughs> I'm between you know, 14 and 900. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go 16 and 900 because okay. then at least you can have sex and it's not gross. <laughs> it, no, it that's gross. Not not if you're having Six- sex with a 900-year-old. You have sex with an 18 to less, but no less than 16 or 15. There's uh, weird rules. Okay, okay there are so weird rules. Uh, anyway, Robin and Jeremy, they they hit it off. They're, they're both... They're actually pretty cute. Sweet and awkward and it I like it. And flirty, and it's adorable. Jeremy's still got his sweet mustache. I'm hoping this means he will shave that thing nah, off. Nah, it's there forever. Yes, I, like, he and Robin are going to start making out, and Robin's going to be like, what's yeah. up with that mustache? Also, he and Robin are going to start making out, and he's like, I know why you grew that. I need you to shave it off. <laughs> or Robin grows one also. Oh, Jesus. That would be the They're best. They're multiplying. Yes. So they, they go have an adventure in the woods. They get lost... Uh, Half because they're just really dumb, I think. Well, he's not a park ranger. He's just doing it for money because he's stuck at home. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Well, (laughs) they they find a set of weird mystical fog stairs. Yeah, in the woods that lead to nothing. And Robin's like, "I'm going to climb them." And Jeremy, the soul of reason, goes, "No." Do not climb the mystery yeah. stairs. I've seen too much shit. Please do not do no, this. No, have a little bit of genre savvy. Do not climb those stairs. Right? Have um, a little bit of genre savvy. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. If I found a pair of mist, like a set of mystery stairs in the woods, I would not climb them. Yeah, no, that's how you die. On the other side, we have Waverly getting a uh, phone call on Winona's old phone that their mom is freaking out again. And she's like, oh, I, I'm going to go talk to her. 
their mom yells at her and threatens to kill the demon and she's like oh it's me and it's super sad uh but apparently it's not her and there's actually a demon because her mom breaks out and mm-hmm. oh creepy. this was a that, really like, weird episode that, like faceless then. demon just like showed up yeah yeah some creepy no face thing Ugh. it definitely felt like the first half of a two-parter yes yeah which i feel like we don't get many of those in no not in winona, winona. so it was interesting. It was interesting. And we, at the very end, we get to meet a new character who we have never seen before, but who apparently makes amazing brownies. Jolene. Yeah. Jolene. Yeah. Um, yeah. For any Lost Girl fans out there, she played Lauren the Doctor. I fucking knew she looked familiar. She's nice. also an android in one of the space shows we yes. don't watch. Dark Matter. Mm-hmm. Not cool. The Expanse, because that's the one I do watch. Mm-hmm. She great. What else happened? Uh, Winona was in jail for a little bit. Because and then she ripped the head off that guard. Dude, she decapitated. De- with chain. Yeah, that's... Ugh. I mean, She's he was a revenant, angry. so She's that's something, but... So I forget, if revenants die not from Peacemaker, they're not dead-dead until the next cycle, right? Is that dude going to come I back, think, or is he, like, dead-dead I think, is dead, it just, like, killed by the heir? Peacemaker helps? Oh, uh, maybe. That's an interesting question. I'm honestly not sure. It might be that he's not technically fully dead. dead like his body could crawl in there grab his head put it back on mm-hmm. i would believe that actually i'd be fine with i it. could see that or maybe it's just kind of in a stasis until somebody else shoved the two of them back together maybe hmm. <laughs> if he threw his head across the border of the town would it bounce back like a ball or turn into dust <laughs> no it would burst <laughs> like into flame like, the, like what happened to bobo when he crossed the line man that sucks. that's how you get rid of them Oh, yeah. they stay alive though. They just are in a lot of pain forever. Mm-hmm. Well, plus the man, these guys are tough. I thought the uh, the thing was down now. Also, no, no, Mm-mm. I don't think so. No, because they they tested it at the end of last season, right after the baby was born, because we weren't sure a hundred percent if the baby was Docs or if it was that uh, revenant, right? right, right and so right. it could the baby could leave, so it's Docs. Yes, okay. and so could Waverly. So Waverly so is also not, not Bobo's. A so it's just the. The protective thing that was keeping other crap out, that's what went down. Yes. Uh, okay. That's how the vampires got in. Yeah. 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 Okay. And the giant, creepy Cthulhu monster from last season. Yeah. So, yeah. Shut your face. Everyone's mind controlled by brownies. <laughs> and uh, it's not For great. a second, I wanted it not to work on Winona and for her to fake it and then just shoot Jolene in the head. Oh, we don't have any bullets. No, she, uh, Doc found some down in the, the basement. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Her and Doc were being so cute and horny. That was very awesome. Right up until they found that that yeah, that that's that's a her. real uh, killjoy. That's a boner killer. Yeah, no. it's like as as Winona would say, that's a kick in the box. Yes, <laughs> I Fair. love her. Yeah, she's great. Okay, uh, let's go over to Cloak and Dagger, which this was nine. Yes, of so, ten. So the penultimate, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was only a which is crazy because eight felt like the last episode. Mm-hmm. But we're dealing with some actual fallout. Like, not eight was about them finally getting what they thought they all wanted. And then this has been about <laughs> how... Terribly wrong. Yeah. No, this is about how your life is not a movie. Your life is not a TV show. Everything mm-hmm. doesn't work out at the end just because you want it to. Which yeah. Which is really depressing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Neat. Happy endings are usually only happy because it's not an ending. Oh, that was deep. She you. didn't make that up. I didn't. You know, but I'll give you credit this, for it. This episode is called Backbreaker, so be prepared. Cool. Does Bane show up? Is Batman in this? No, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Thank you. Look, I'm not Mitch, okay? I can't do the voice. 
Okay, so at the end of last episode, right, we we got Connors arrested, the bad cop who killed Tyrone's brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Tyrone and his parents get called in by the police chief, and she's like, "Yeah, it turns out your kid was right the whole time. We got this Connors guy on tape. He confessed." And they're like, oh, "Okay, let's go." And Tyrone is like, "Is is that it?" Don't you have anything else to say? And he starts freaking out and they're like, don't make a scene, get in the car. Because they're, they're so, they're, they just, they don't want to talk about it. They, mm-hmm. they want it to be done. And it's, it's really pretty frustrating. Yeah, that was a really hard scene to watch because he's like, what the fuck is going on? You haven't trusted me my entire life. We finally did this thing and his parents are just like shut down. It was awful. Yeah. And so Ty goes back to school and one of the shitty dudes from his basketball team, like, shoulder bumps him on purpose in the hallway. And he just loses his shit. And the two of them, like, tussle on the floor. And Tyrone just hits him they in the face. They don't even tussle. Tyrone beats the shit out of his face. Oh, dang. Just, he deserves it. Yeah. But Tyrone is obviously out of control. Mm-hmm. So the the priest slash counselor of their private school pulls him into the office and is like, what the fuck, kid? Get your shit together. But then Ty touches him. And I sees, wish more, like, priest counselor people would just say that. Be like, God really needs you to get, get your, your shit, shit together. together. <laughs> I've been trying to go soft on you here, kid, but uh, that's not working. Mm-mm. So, but Ty touches him and sees that the the priest has his own shit in the past where he had been an alcoholic or maybe just a drunk and had crashed his car while drunk and killed at least one small child. Ew. So, real bad. Great. Okay. Um, the show is so happy. Right? It's a really great show. Mm-hmm. I think it's really upbeat. Yeah. And um, uh-huh. like you just smiled the whole time. That, that seems right. It's lovely. Yeah. Great. Okay. Great. And then great. for Tandy, last episode, of course, we found out that her dad used to hit her mom. Mm-hmm. So she is hardcore spiraling. We see her going back to drugs. Um, and not only is she doing like actual drugs, but she's discovered that by touching people and seeing their hope, she can not only view it, but take it, and it gives her a high to steal someone's hope. Well, that's terrible. It's okay. terrible, because at Super first, I up. thought she was just sort of absorbing what they felt and, like, the optimism, mm-hmm. but it she's actually taking something from them in a, in a way that changes them. Wow. Because okay. we see her, Good. we see Good. her talk to Mina, who um, is the, the daughter of the other guy who used to work with her dad. Yeah. And she is uh, like such an environmentalist that they were out somewhere and a bee landed on her and she she wouldn't hit the bee. She she made Tandy stand really still and then shushed the the bee away. And so we see Tandy steal Mina's hope and then in the very next scene Mina kills a bug when it lands on her a windowsill. Bee. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. It's so great. it's real bad. She, uh, Tandy's next move is she takes some of the money that she got as the settlement from that jerk who was her dad's boss, mm-hmm. and she gets Liam, her old partner in crime, out of jail finally. Oh, good. And That's so nice, she spins him this tale about how she she just been really trying to get the money together, and she wants them to be together. She takes him to the place she stays in the church. She starts talking about how she always thought she'd get married here. And, you know, I really care about you and I need you. And it would be a really sweet little speech if I didn't know what a piece of shit she's being right now. <laughs> yeah. 
So she, so she lures him in and then they kiss and then she goes into his hope, which is again about the two of them getting married. And then as she's doing it, she starts to steal it away from him. And then Tyrone, who at the same time is in his priest counselor's uh, fear, sees it was actually a really good combination because the, the priest had been talking about how it was the church and God that helped him become a better man and help, basically helped him find his hope. Mm-hmm. Because Ty accused him of hiding. You're here hiding. You're here not wanting to face your own demons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the priest was like, nope. This is not a prison for me. This this is hope for me. This is where I became a better version of myself. So so Ty actually in the the viewing the the scene in which the priest is behind the car drunk and there's bodies on the ground and he sees the church door and walks toward it as if that is like the gateway from despair to hope. But as he goes in, he sees the hope of of Liam. So it's the the church where Oh, Liam, that's a yeah, Liam and Dream Tandy are getting married, mm-hmm. and then Tandy is also there, real Tandy, like sucking the hope out of it. The whole room is shaking, and Ty interrupts them, but I think not soon enough because she does steal his, steal Liam's hope. Basically, stole his love for her, his hope of their future together. So then, when she wakes up the next morning, um, Liam is gone, and he took all her money. Yeah. Yeah, so, I feel like yeah. it's his money. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel bad for her at no, all. No, she earned she, that. You, you, this is yours yeah. to carry. Womp womp. Yeah, play shitty games, get shitty prizes. Which is one of my new favorite sayings. Cool. So, yeah. And then on, I would say, the, the one other storyline is our our cop friend, O'Reilly, who helped us take down, take down Connors. I don't know if we actually mentioned this, but somebody, probably Connors killed her sweetheart of a boyfriend oh no literally remember you know how they talk about how women are fridged because of that green lantern or yeah where they literally put the woman in In the refrigerator yeah that's what they did to him him in a a fridge they fridged him it was fucking terrible um and then she like finds the murder weapon which is like a piece of wood it looks yeah it looks sort of of like yeah almost like a bat but with no no grip Hmm. no handle weird and so then she's at a bar getting drunk after, like, the wake for her dead sweetheart of a boyfriend. And fucking Connors shows up and starts talking all this shit. And Wait, how is he out He's and about? out on bail. Yeah. Not even on bail. They just, like, I think let he just, him walk. Yeah. Like, not walk. Like, like, he's in trouble, but yeah. he's free. Great. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it might just turn out to be a fucking slap on the wrist. Yeah. I would not even be surprised. Well, I mean, yeah, it was only a cop killing a kid. That's not That's right. It was just a, it was just a white cop killing a black kid. Yeah. You know, whatever. But so, but so the two of them get into a physical fight, and that dirtbag beats the shit out of her in front of a bar full of cops, and no one, not a single one, not a single one steps in to help her. They just all stand around as he hits her repeatedly in the face and then kicks her in the ribs. Yep. Damn. And then he moves to the bar and says, let's all get a drink. And all the cops move with him to the bar. It was... I was shook. It was very uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. Like, this whole room knows that this guy killed that kid. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's out. Everybody knows now. And yet... But yeah, so she, she's mad because she's pissed over her boyfriend. And she's pretty sure that that dude killed him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we, we, the audience, don't know that. Because we, we didn't see anything. He didn't say anything. But... I mean... Seems pretty obvious. Yeah. 
that this was a how dare you fuck with me now I fuck with you. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was it. For so the then it goes to O'Reilly getting in her cop car. She hears over the radio that the murderer of police officer Fuchs has been found and he is at 314 whatever place. Oh, it's going to be Tyrone. Huh? It's Tyrone. Yeah. Tyrone is at home with his mother arguing about stuff where they have a really good conversation about Tyrone's like, why don't. Why didn't this change anything? And his mom basically says, if we were loud about this, they would kill you too. You were a witness. So we had to suck it up, not be loud, and just live with this mm-hmm. to make sure I didn't have two dead sons. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I'm angry and someone has to speak for Billy. And she goes, that is a gift that you get to be angry. I'm glad that you get that, but I can't. I'm your mother. Mm-hmm. And also, please mm-hmm. stop because they'll still kill you. And then... Sirens show up and they're there for Tyrone. And we were like, oh, fuck. And mom goes, run. And so he books it, but he doesn't take his cloak. He left his cloak behind. No, but hopefully he can make his power work without the cloak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, say, yeah, everyone thinks Tyrone killed Fuchs. Yay. There were, okay, there, there were two two more things that happened very quickly, but I think are going to be very important next episode. Uh, number one, that when Tandy goes back to her mom's house, the woman who killed Greg is there and is oh. holding her mom at gunpoint. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's minorly important yeah. for next episode <laughs> also um mina gets called out to like check on the pipeline that roxon is running mm-hmm. that is still probably drilling for that weird yeah mystical Oop. shit that we don't know what it is and while she's there uh the pipe springs a leak a bunch of steam hits two workers in the face and now they're infected with whatever infected all the workers on the platform so dang. Mina through the swamp. cool so yeah those both those things were very scary Awesome. Okay. So I think this finale is going to be lit. Yeah, they've got a lot of stuff lined up for it. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm excited. Uh, then on to weirder things. <laughs> it, it's time for Preacher. It's time for Preacher. Here is the story of Preacher. Um, Cassidy tries to date in New Orleans. Okay. Thinks he's found a fellow vampire. Turns out she's a wannabe. So he kicks her out of the bathroom. Drinks two full bottles of whiskey and takes some elephant tranquilizers. Jesus. Um, he then gets kidnapped by the Grail. Um, and just before this, I, there's now some really fat Pope looking, Pope looking guy. Okay. Um, and well, he, like he wears a Pope hat. He's got like not the really tall hat. He's like a cardinal, but he's got like a white outfit and a red hat. And they okay. like Skype over iPads, and he's very obviously wearing a really shitty fat suit, but he's just like. Really fat. Like, not, not, like, you couldn't actually be this fat, fat. Mm -hmm. Um, and he wants, um, the Messiah, the Humperdinck Jesus kid to, like, be the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And, um, Star is like, no, (laughs) no, he's, he's terrible. Yeah, he's, he's not super functional. Um, so then he's like, well, he's been with you for years. He has to have learned something. Apparently he can tap dance. Good. So he puts on this tap dance show. Oh my God. And Star is like, he's going to flay me alive, this cardinal guy, because I can't get Humperdinck fuckface to, like, be a human person, mm-hmm. um, which isn't Star's fault. You know, he's been bred into idiocy. Mm-hmm. Um, fat priest guy is like, oh, no, he's great. Let's, like, let's set him up as the Messiah. And Star's like, what the fuck? And I guess they want him to die again. Mm. So they don't really want him to, like lead lead yeah just the second coming is going to be he's going to show up and then be killed again to spark christian fervor neat Hmm. okay um so they kidnap cassidy 
and then try to get Cassie to read his own ransom, but he's high as balls. Doesn't do it that well. Star tries to then say, hey, like, come get your boy. You have one day or we'll kill him. I'll give you your soul, but you have to step up as the Messiah. And then they get, like, attacked and knocked out. And Cassidy has been taken over by a vampire cult. Oh, good Christ. They, like, kidnapped him. Because when he dumped the girl who was fake, he showed her that he was a real vampire. So she, like, went to her, like, coven. And then they all came and, like, stole Cassidy. And he wakes up in this room full of people dressed like weirdos from, like, Blade movies. And that's pretty great, though. <laughs> and then it, it like, they happy. part, like, a human sea. And this guy is wearing, like, French really long hair from, like, the, re- like, not, but, like, 1700s. Mm-hmm. And a dumb hat and, like, a fancy, like, beaded waistcoat. And oh, calls themselves Les, Les Enfants de whatever. Basically, we are the children of the blood. And Cassie's like, oh, bloody hell. It was great. So, Cassie was my favorite part of this episode. Because he's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the only other stuff that happened is Tulip, I think, is great. And she just, like, wants to fight all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, they know they're about to get in trouble for whole, the whole, like, Cassidy getting away thing. Mm-hmm. And um, Cat. Jesse and Tulip are upstairs talking about, like, what they want to do. Tulip's like, why can't we just kill Grandma? I was going to go downstairs and I was going to kill Grandma, but I don't know the rules because she's, like, your family or whatever. So, like, I don't want to kill her if I'm going to get in trouble. But also, like, why can't we kill Grandma? And he doesn't tell her because the two idiot helpers come up. Mm -hmm. And there's this great moment where he kind of looks at Tulip and Tulip looks at him and he goes, "You how do you feel about a fist fight? And Tulip just, like, smiles. And I'm like, I love you. They're so ridiculous. Oh, my God. Um, basically, Jesse spends the entire episode in the coffin at the bottom of the swamp again. Remember? Yeah, no, yeah. no. It, okay. That makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah, he's just in there, and he does a bunch of stuff. He goes back to, like, fantasizing about being friends with John Wayne, which is, like, from the comics, and yeah. still, I think, really weird. Uh, meanwhile, Tulip is handcuffed to a radiator and stuck in a room with the big dude, Jody, and, um, basically trying to get to a key so she can pick the lock, but then Jody catches her and you think tulip's caught so you're like damn it and then the other guy and the grandma apparently do like role playing and like bone down apparently oh okay where she's like dressed it's like they do like gone with the wind or something like they had lines and stuff and they were wearing outfits okay it was weird and i'm watching this on like bart on my little phone going (laughs) what the fuck is happening um basically tulip breaks free they're gonna eat her basically grandma what is wrong with these people i know i thought it was like straight cannibalism but the way that grandma's still alive and healthy and fighting off her sickness is she eats the souls of people oh Oh, jesus so they're gonna honestly that's less weird but i mean i mean it's it's not okay don't get me wrong but But it is a little but it's it's i think it's less gross yeah yeah i'm okay with you consuming the soul of someone to live longer like once you start like eating eating people then then it's icky you consume the flesh of someone to live longer it's different all right i don't i don't it's have to see where the lines are drawn pick their I guess. soul up and shove it in my mouth and chew on it that's literally what's gonna happen though it's not like she like osmosis they're gonna put it in a vial she's gonna drink it chew on it like glitter and swallow i don't think you should chew glitter is the big takeaway from this <laughs> you haven't chewed glitter you yeah, haven't lived. live a better life I, I like to just mainline it no this like- so another favorite part is tulip um they go to get tulip because she's supposed to be tied to that radiator 
They open up the door. Jody's tied to the radiator and doesn't know how. And Tulip's at the door and basically cold clocks TC. And um, she took a pen from him and like picked her way out while he nice. was asleep and then put him in the chance. Anyway, um, she kills Grandma. Oh. Just Uh-oh. in time for herself to die. Okay. And for Jesse to have broken out of the underwater coffin. Using is actually pretty smart. There's like um, two air tubes that go in and out, obvi. Mm -hmm. And so he put his cigarette pack on the one that sucked air out. And then the one that was blowing air in, he took a cigarette and wrapped it around his priest collar and let like water come into the co- he let, he had punched it enough when he was a kid and now as an adult that there's like water coming in and so he made a bigger water hole and then he put a cigarette and wedged it in the oxygen tube and it eventually got sucked through to flammable gasoline and exploded mm-hmm. but he was underwater so he was protected so is he, what i think the science how, how do you get back up to the top then he he swam oh okay it exploded the coffin okay and he wasn't he help he wasn't super far down then. No, he wasn't. It wasn't like in the ocean. There was oh, okay, small. he's like okay. ten feet down. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Um, he shows up in time for Tulip. He's trying to give Tulip CPR, and TC's like, "No, idiot! You have to wake up Grandma, or Tulip won't make it." Mm-hmm. So they put adrenaline in Grandma's body to get her heart to start. Tulip immediately wakes up. So we finally know everybody knows everything now. Thank God episode like oh well it's actually only episode five so it's not that bad so the episode ends with these four idiots sitting in a room talking about how grandma's gonna die because that made her heart even weaker because a shot of adrenaline was too much for her body mm-hmm. um and tc is like we gotta feed her and jody goes well let's feed her tulip and tulip's like what the fuck <laughs> and then jesse points out not like you she eats souls and then there's a moment where there's like a moment of silence. And then TC goes, we got to feed her or Tulip will die. And then there's like a three count. And the episode ends with the four of them just like diving for each other in a big old brawl. Nice. And that was Preacher today. Okay. Interesting. I, Thank I you for like it, actually. Um, Mostly like just Tulip being a badass. Like, I love her so much. She's it's, always ready for a fight. And I'm it sounds like, like she's doing more this season, too. She's doing a lot more this season, which is great. She's not just sitting around waiting for Jesse to make decisions. Yeah, she's doing her great. own shit. She's thinking through her own shit, too, which I'm really enjoying watching. Because at one point, she snuck into Grandma's room with a gun and was going to shoot her. And then she kind of, like, she took a moment. And she took a breath. And she went, if I kill his grandmother, probably he'd be mad at me. <laughs> and then went upstairs to talk to Jesse about it. Um, God showed up again when she was dead. And, um, basically it was like, I told you this was pass fail. And once again, Tulip O'Hare, you are failing. So she's got that rolling around inside of her brain again. Cool. Still in the dog suit. Makes sense. God, come on. It's time for a costume Does change. wash it? I don't know. Does God sweat? I don't think so. I think probably. probably only no. if he wants to. Yes. I think that's yes. Yeah. I think only if he wants to. But I feel like if you are trying to get the full experience of being a man in a dog suit, you'd you probably want to, want to sweat. Unless you only want the good parts of a man being in a dog suit. Yeah, because I, mean, I feel true. like the swamp crotch isn't one of the good parts. I walked to work today. So on that note, we will see you next week for all the shows, and it'll be great. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Same map time. Same pal get there channel bam pow <laughs> and kiss him I can't
anticipation. We're like on it.